0: I saw that illustration, I had to share it with you, because it is such a great illustration of the Christian life. We all start the same place, kind of a a, a useless bulb in the ground. No promise, no purpose, but then God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, reaches out to us, and we hear the gospel, and he plucks us out of the ground. And when we humble ourselves and trust Jesus Christ as our Savior, God cuts those roots off, those roots that keep us enslaved to Satan, that keep us enslaved to sin, that keep us enslaved to these things of the world, and we become a totally new person. The problem is, that's where so many believers stop. They allow God to pluck them out of the ground. They allow Jesus Christ to cut off the roots that keep them enslaved to Satan and sin. But that's it. They never yield their lives and allow God to turn that onion the other way and cut the crown off and yield control of their life to God and allow God to start peeling off the layers to expose the new power that he has put inside them. See, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Now, I want you to really note what he says. It says, if there anyone is in Christ, he what? Is a new creation. And not have to work at being a new creation, doesn't have to try to figure it out, doesn't try to have to get on a journey, it's already happened. If you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, say amen. Amen. You know what? You're a new creation. You are not the man you used to be. You are not the woman that you used to be. God has made you a new creation. Now, oftentimes, you don't sense that to be true. And usually the reason we don't sense it to be true is we've never allowed God to turn the onion off and cut off the crown. We're still controlling our life. We're still wrestling with God. We're still wrestling with this new creation who God has made us. And then we wonder why our spiritual life is so flat. We wonder why church just doesn't do it for us. We wonder why we keep struggling. See, we keep struggling because we're not living as who we really are. What's that verse say? It says, the old has gone. It's not part of us anymore. Now sometimes we continue to live like it is, and that's what makes us so uneasy. And that's what makes Christianity and what makes our spiritual journey so confusing sometimes. The reason is we're still holding on. We still think we're planting in the ground. We think, still think our roots are there, and they're not. The old has gone, and it says what? The new has come. It's not the new might come. The new is coming. The new is in a process. No, it says the new has come. Now, what is that new? That new is unimaginable power. That new is unimaginable purpose. I know a lot of you have lived a life characterized by people pumping constant negative messages into your mind and into your spirit and into your soul. They've been telling you all your life you're a loser. They've been telling you all your life you're not good enough. If you were like your brother, if you were like your sister, if you were like this person, if you were like that person, they've been pumping negative messages into you. you've been believing those messages and so you have traded living a life of power you have exchanged living a life of eternal purpose for accepting those negative messages that the old has pumped into you and you've filtered out the new message that God has made you an amazing person God has made you an amazing spirit energy in this world and there is no limit to what God can do through you but you gotta let Him peel another layer of the onion off I, I know God peeled some layers of some onion off on this Haiti team Because I know a bunch of them. And I can tell you that, that some of these folks who got up here and talked today, five years ago would have not even imagined ever taking a step out and going to a place like Haiti, period. And then to go there as God's ambassadors and representatives and spreading the gospel, they'd have told you, you are flat out of your mind crazy. But see, when we allow God to cut that crown off, when we yield control of our own life and allow Him to start peeling those layers off, you know what He reveals? He reveals the powerful spirit person that He has created within us. And and, and folks like this Haiti thing, they go over there, and because they get out of their comfort zone, and because they take a little bit of a risk, they're able to discover this new energy and this new purpose And every one of these mission teams that come back share the same characteristic. What is that? They're glowing. They're like Moses coming down off the mountain glowing. Having been in the presence of God. I heard testimony after testimony today. I heard testimony testimony after the folks came back from Africa of how they said, we felt closer to God than we've ever felt in our life. Why? Because God's more powerful in Haiti? Because God's more present in Africa? No! Because there... They gave God their all. But you know what? You don't have to go to Haiti for that experience. Now, I want you to. And, and the Bible commands us to. You don't have to go to South Africa to have that experience. You don't have to go to Russia. You don't have to go to South America. You don't have to go to Asia to have that experience. You know why? Because tomorrow when you go to work, you're on the mission field. Kids, when you go back to school pretty soon, you're on a mission field. When you go to that family reunion sometime this summer, you're on a mission field. When you go out to the restaurant, today, after service, you're on a mission field. And just a little thing, like bowing your heads and holding hands around the table and thanking God for the food that you're about to eat, can have eternal significance in somebody's life. Now what does this new creation look like how does this new man this new woman that God has created in us how are we supposed to live and act in the world what purpose do we now have well knowing that we are going to have confusion about this new creation God inspired the writers of the New Testament to give us snapshots of what this new person looks like and how this new person responds and what the purpose of this new person is all about. They're all over the New Testament. But one of them that we're going to look at over the next couple weeks is found in the book of Matthew chapter 5 beginning in verse 13 when Jesus says this, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives them light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Jesus says, as a new creation, as somebody I've remade, as somebody I've re-energized, as a man, as a woman who now has a holy power living inside you, I now call you to become salt, to become light for my kingdom In this world of darkness and hopelessness. Write this down. My new purpose in life is to be a godly influence. My new purpose in life as a new creation through Jesus Christ is to be a godly influence. You say, well, where do I do that? Everywhere we go. In everything we do. We sang a hymn in the traditional service today that goes, Take the name of Jesus with you. Take it, air, wherever you go. Precious name. Oh, how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. See, that's who we have become. And the more we act, As that person we become, the more the halo glows in our life, as it did in the lives of these people in Haiti. God has called us, He has empowered us, He has challenged us, and He has privileged us for the rest of our lives as believers in Jesus Christ. To pour on the salt and to turn on the light. That's who we're about. We are the salt of the earth. Now what does that mean? How should that change me? How should that cause me to act differently? If I do it, the inner person, that new creation, is going to bubble up. And I'm going to have new joy, a new peace, a new sense of purpose. I'm going to see the power of God living through me. But what does that look like? How am I salt in this world? I'd love to tell you, but I'm out of time. So you've got to come back next week. But here's what I want you to leave with. I want you to understand that there is a significance to Jesus' words that has been lost in modern times. I want you to understand that when you really learn what Jesus was saying when he's saying you are the salt of the earth, it is going to give you a very Practical, obtainable strategy for allowing that new creation to blossom and to have power like you can't imagine. See, salt in our day and time has become an expendable commodity. We throw it over our shoulder, those of us who are superstitious. Doesn't do any good, but hey, whatever floats your boat. Our doctors tell us to stay away from it. But we're going to learn next week what Jesus meant by it. And if we understand what Jesus meant by it, then we're going to understand how we are to be salt in our workplaces, in our families, in our restaurants, at our gas stations, in the grocery store, in the schools, everywhere we go. And if you will allow God, if today you will make either one of two decisions, I believe that vast majority of us here today have already trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior. You, you, you gave testimony of that already. Let's do it again. If you trust that Jesus Christ is your Savior, say Amen. Amen. Boy, I love the enthusiasm of that response. Then your challenge is to evaluate. Whether or not you've allowed God to turn that onion over and cut the crown off. Who's running your life? Are you still holding on to that crown on that onion? See, as long as you hold that crown on that onion, God can't peel the layers off. He can't release the powerful person inside you. He can't allow you to realize who He's made you. But if you'll let Him, and today your life change on this Sunday at Florida Bible will be so right now bow your heads and pray and say God I'm giving the onion to you cut the crown off I've been controlling my life long enough and I'm going nowhere I'm doing nothing I'm not going to have an eternal impact for you I'm going to let you cut that crown off right now And some of you need to pray and you need to allow God to do that right now. And you need to open your life up to Christ. You need to open your life up and let God allow and unleash within you the powerful spirit person He has recreated you to be. If you'll do it, you'll be amazed at what God will do with your life. But there may be somebody here today or somebody's whose greater need is to let Christ cut those roots off that onion. You need to be freed from the hold of sin in your life. You need to be free from the hold that Satan has over you. You need to be freed from that ground of purposelessness and hopelessness. You need to let Jesus Christ make a difference in your life. The only way to have those roots cut off and be freed... And to become that new creation is by putting your personal faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. The vast majority of people living today are living under the delusion that somehow they're going to be a good enough man, a good enough woman, to be invited into heaven by God. That is unbiblical, unbiblical. And that defies what Jesus Christ himself said when he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. Mm -hmm. Amen. See, the Bible says in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Every one of us have offended God. Every one of us have offended each other. Every one of us have even done things that have brought offense against our own selves, our bodies, our minds, our spirits. And because of that, our destiny is preset to eternal separation from God. God knew that, and God knew there was nothing we could do about it, so he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. And if we will humble ourselves and transfer our confidence to him, that verse goes on to say, For the wages of sin is death. Those of you who know it, quote it with me. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You might be here today and you'd never allow God to cut the roots off that onion. Right now, He's ready to do it. Let's bow our heads. Right now, He's ready to do that in your life. He's ready to cut those roots. He's ready to make you a new creation. He's ready to take the old and make it the old and bring in the new. All you have to do is receive the gift. He won't impose it on you. He won't force it on you. It's not automatic. You have to ask Him for it. So how do I do it? Through a simple prayer this prayer is not an incantation there's nothing magical about it it's just some words that I'm making up right now but you could even use these words to reach out and trust Christ right now as your savior you pray God I confess that I've offended you I know I haven't lived a perfect life and God I'm deluding myself if I think I'm ever going to live a good enough life that you're going to invite me into heaven because heaven's not a place for good people Heaven's a place for perfect beings like yourself and there's no way I can ever be perfect again of my own work. But God, you can make me perfect again through a relationship with Jesus Christ. God, I understand a lot about the Bible and I understand a lot about what this preacher is saying, but I do know this, I want to spend eternity with you. And I get it, the only way to do that is through Jesus Christ. That's why he came and died on the cross. He came to pay my sin debt. God, I want Jesus as my Savior. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God that you died on the cross, were buried, and rose again. And I believe God has given you alone the authority to forgive my sin. So Jesus, right now, would you do that for me? Jesus, today I believe on your name alone for eternal forgiveness. Jesus, today I ask you to be my Savior. Now the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9 If we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord And believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead We'll be saved 1 John 5 13 says These things I write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God That you may know that you have eternal life Father we thank you for your word today And I pray that a man or woman here today heard your voice and responded to it and trusted you right now as your their personal savior and God I know for any man or any woman who did that verse that we looked at today 1 Corinthians is true they've become a new creation the old is gone the new has come father I pray for those who had already made that decision but today have turned that onion over and allowed you to cut the crown off and who are saying, peel the layers of my life back. God, peel the layers of my addictions back. Peel the layers of my insecurities off. Peel the layers of the herd of broken relationships. Peel, peel the layers of failure. Peel the layers of success and victory. God, I want to be yours. I want to live the life that you have recreated me to live so that I can stand before you, having made a difference for your kingdom with my life here on earth. God, use us for your glory. Help us to learn what salt is. Help us to learn what light is, so that we can live on a higher level than ever before. Through the power and name of Jesus Christ we pray, amen. Amen. Salt, be salt, be light. Come back next week and we're gonna get on the journey and learn how to do it. I'm so thankful that you're here today. Thank you again, Haiti team, for that great report and thank you for encouraging us and, and challenging us and, and I hope that you'll look them up now after church and, and that you'll get with them and, and find out how you can go on one of these mission trips. As we prepare to leave, let me remind you to please give your gifts to the Lord. Submit your tithes and offerings, any of the offering kiosks at the, any of the exits. Help us do the work of the Lord in our community and around the world. We can't do it without you. We can't do it without your prayers. We can't do it without your service. We can't do it without your giving. If It's our church, not my church. It's our church, and it's our ministry, and it's our reward that we're going to get for doing the work of the Lord. Don't forget also those of you who can stay and, and, and help us get these chairs up real quick. And if a lot of us do it, we can get it done just in a couple minutes, and we'll be done. Let's all stand. Let's sing that little chorus again, Jesus Paid It All. Jesus paid it all, all to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, He washed it white as snow. One more time. Jesus paid it all. sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. God bless you. Have a great week in the Lord. Thank you.